Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast game. The lunatic left lip and with me is the radical one, the right lip Ryan Dean, who is looking into getting labias tattooed. How are you, my friend? Right here. Right there. Uh, yeah, good, man. I always kind of forget until you start going that you do that crazy intro. So <laughs> love it every time. But yeah, man, having a good time and uh, just, you know, in here doing the normal thing, man. What are you up to? Uh, six, four and a half and full of shit. Okay. That's about what you're up to, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that you add that half in there. Like it really makes a fucking difference. You're already over six feet, right? I'm That's six one. It. I would never say I'm six one and a half, like a child, right? No, I did it because like everybody's like, no, I'm I'm four nine and a, and a half, or I'm five foot and a half. You know, yeah, like when they're short when they're people. short. Yeah, right, dude. No, it's funny, man. <laughs> hey, you know, I got I got to give you a, this a, weekend before we get into that. Uh, thanks for the shout out for the tavern on your newest episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, man. I We were talking about all that stuff. I meant to air that shit the day before um, or even like two days before Friday, but I just completely fucked up. So yeah, it's um, all right. Yeah, it's a good show, man. People seem to have fun on that show. It's similar to uh, Master Debaters, right? But it's a little less serious. Yeah. Kind of more joking around and, and stuff like that. So a lot yeah. less serious. And but that's where I got the idea from was from Matt and uh, the Master Debaters. So yeah. he was fully aware of that. Because I think I group text both of you when I decided to to start it, just so I wasn't stepping on toes. So yeah, I mean that's like uh, you know if you if you take a roundtable idea, that's like uh, saying that someone's copying me because I have a podcast. You know what I mean? Like right. If someone starts their own podcast, yeah, roundtable's been around for forever, and they'll continue long after we're gone with the AI robots and stuff. Right? They're gonna have roundtables, but is, uh, and it's hard to control a good roundtable. You get too many people in there. And then voices get lost and people don't get to talk. So I, I try to keep it to like, including myself, maybe four, maybe five people like me, you and like maybe two or three others. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then also when uh, some Fridays, I will not be able to make it coming up yes. here in the future, as you know. So uh, that will be, you know, other opportunities for other folks to get in there and blabber about nonsense like we do. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun show. So thanks for uh, for noticing that. And uh yeah, dude, the, the big announcement is that the soaps are live. They will be, uh, I mean, they're not this second as we're recording, but we're time traveling every time we do these episodes. 
Uh, I'm going to do those tonight. And uh, the four cents are incredible. That's going to be a thing. I don't want to spend this first, you know, 10 minutes just selling people on stuff. But check out uh, DangerousWorldPodcast.com. Check out the cents on the top right if you're on a, a computer. Top uh, left, rather, is going to have like a little menu icon. You can click that and there will be a separate section for the soap. You'll see that on the phones, too. And uh, these things are great, man. Like I said, I don't want to spend too much time selling people. It's mostly a fun side thing that we're both doing. Um, and, and mostly, uh, I'm doing mine for my Patreon, uh, top tier subscribers. Cause they give me so much that I want to give them something kind of cool, whether you want to use it or whether you kind of just want to set it on a shelf. They're awesome, like collectors pieces, or they're also really, really great soaps to use. So, uh, feel free to do what you want with those. You can shove them inside you if you want, and it won't kill you. So do what you want, but, um, yeah, man, anything you want to get to before we get into the, the hard hitting news here? Uh, I think the, the, the fans have spoken. Just clap. I mean, you just love using that thing. I I do. I do. That that was actually brought up on the round table I was on with Drew and because the operation red pill guys were on there and that's who I, I had got it from. And, uh, Christopher goes, yeah, I remember listening to one of the episodes of Cunt when you first got it. And Ryan's like, oh, I can see this is going to get real annoying real quick. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I try to, I try to hold back now. I said, but at first, you know, it's an, it's a new toy and you got to have fun with it. But right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, uh, I mean, dude, I, I wish that I had one of those things, man. I'm just not going to go out there and one. spend all kinds of money. I can get you one probably just for shipping. For the shipping costs? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll talk off the air. Oh, top secret. Huh? Did you want to fall off a truck or something? Uh, no. Um, a guest that I've been working with has one like mine because he upgraded and he was going to give it to me. And he's like, I'll just give it to somebody. Okay, maybe cost of shipping. And I was like, wow, okay. So, well, hit him up and let him know. Maybe even right now because that show will go quick if he's out there reaching out to people. But yes, I will take it for sure. Yes. And I'll even give him a little extra. Yeah, because he uh, he wanted to know if I wanted it, and I was like, "Well, I already have it." Because we were talking, he's like, "What do you what do you run through for your sound?" And I said, "The Rodecaster and with the Rode mic and what have you." And he's like, "Oh, okay." So, and then that spawned that conversation. I said, "I'll I'll check around for you if you if you really want to get rid of it." And he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll take it. I'll suck his little dick too, whoever it is." Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that that's uh that's awesome. Thanks for thinking of me with that. Thanks for thanks for me having to actually bring it up for you to think of me for that. By the way. <laughs> Uh, that's real, gonna, what a good friend, huh? Well, I was already going to talk to you about it anyway, but I'm <laughs> going to do it on a phone call. But <laughs> okay, well, this is just good a place as any. This is what the the, the listeners like to hear. But um, yeah, man, I you know we always kind of bullshit about the weekend a little bit. Yes. What do you what'd you get into? I heard that you did a little a uh, little weird something with some shrimp that you found under a car. Oh, I did. I, I was going down. I was leaving the parking lot of the uh, the uh, grocery store. And someone had left this package of shrimp under the car. <laughs> it's so stupid. No, no, don't even say that. Just what, what happened? What'd you do? They were baking in the sun, and they, they couldn't have possibly gone bad. Anyway, I've been on this carne asada uh, meat lately. You, you turned me on to it a while ago, finally pulled the trigger, got my asada sauce down. I mean, it's got a nice bite to it, flavor, all there. And I was going to do chicken again because I did chicken the last time. And I'm going around the supermarket getting getting the stuff that I need. And I just happened to walk by the, the seafood aisle. And I was like, why don't I get some raw shrimp and marin- take the, take the sh- shells off and marinate them too and sear them up? 
Holy shit. That's interesting. I, Never heard wow. of it before. No, I, it's just a Pennsylvania gringo thing, I guess. And I only got to marinate them for an hour, but that flavor seeped right in. And I, I did everything on the Blackstone because I didn't feel like kicking up the, bar, the charcoal grill or what have you. And holy shit. I mean, mixing that with the chicken over Spanish rice and some refried beans, you dip the shrimp in some refried beans. And that was, that was, that was the game changer. That, that nice. combination was nice. Lovely. Yeah. You know, uh, you don't like leaving the shells on ever for the shrimp and then just like peeling them off when you eat them. I usually do if I steam them. I mean, I, I that seems to, for some reason, lock in some serious flavor when you leave the shells on. See, I always thought the opposite because once you peel the the shells off, um, you're peeling all the seasoning off it as well. Like if you do it with Old Bay or whatever. Right, right. I don't know. Maybe try like do half and half. Try some raw and try some next time with the uh, the the uh, you know asada sauce, right? Mm -hmm. And see what that what like what the difference might be. Okay. That might yeah. be real nice. Because usually, like, dude, I don't know if you've been to these real trash bag places where they give you the bib, <laughs> right? And you order yeah, bags yeah. of food. Have you been there? Like uh, fucking uh, Joe's Crab Shack and shit? Yeah, down at uh, Ocean City, Maryland on the on the boardwalk. You go to a crab shack and you got your little bib. Yeah, I mean, it's real, real trashy, trashy stuff. You can get, like, a giant garbage bag full of shrimp for, like, five bucks. Mm -hmm. But they leave the shells on, you know what I mean? They yeah. save money with labor by not peeling and devaning the shrimp. Well, these but did I, have the shells on. I took yeah, them yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the, yeah. the shells are on there, and, uh, you know, you, they're just so wet. I mean, I don't know. It's it's nice. I like it. It's usually with sauces, though, like yeah. hot sauces of, of certain types. But, yeah, dude, I remember a while ago, Kim and I and a friend – went to this one in Phoenix. We were dropping them off at the airport in Phoenix, and we're like, well, dude, let's kill some time at this trash bag place, right? Went in there, drank a ton, and <laughs> then just got, like, like seven bags of different, like, crab legs and seafood, <laughs> and, like, one was super hot. I mean, it's good, dude. It, it, you feel like shit. You feel like a real loser going into and out of those places, but what a good time, you know what I mean? Your stomach doesn't feel like a loser, though. Well, it can. It can because yeah. it's not the highest quality, but you know, I, my stomach's, I've got the stomach of a billy goat. So I can, uh, there's probably a license plate or two in there. So nice. Nice. you know what I mean? Like a shark. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, I had a real good time with food this week. And you know, UFC was off last weekend. As people probably know, I enjoy watching these fights and it's literally like a Super Bowl every single weekend for me because I make good food every weekend. Like mm -hmm. I, I like to grill. I like to do like fun stuff while getting into these cards, right? I, I bet on them pretty heavily. You know, sometimes I lose my ass. Sometimes I, I mean, I, I got enough to buy a, a, a house, you know, a Barbie house probably, but you know, a house nonetheless right. uh, from some of these cards. Dude, so on, on Friday, I was making some meatballs, right? Now there's this trick where you use pork rind powder instead of breadcrumbs for your meatballs, higher protein, all that good stuff. Didn't eat all the meatballs, so we saved those till Sunday. Mm -hmm. For Saturday, made a nice roast, nothing crazy, just some roast with some mushrooms and carrots instead of potatoes because trying to be low carb. Right. But I said enough with this low carb stuff for a day. One day. Uh oh. Sunday. And I made with the remaining meatballs, I made a lovely little pizza and mushroom. Cause the the sauce, I put a bunch of mushrooms in. So you got a meatball mushroom pizza. 
And then we did wings. We did some spicy red wings and then some more mild green wings. I know you don't like green hot sauce, uh-uh. but these were good because I mixed in a bunch of Parmesan cheese powder with the green wings. Not up your alley, I know, but those were fucking good, man. I did some really good wings and pizza and, um, you know, just kind of kind of more casual uh, old school, if you will, for weekend for me. But we're going to go all out because uh, this week coming up is a pay-per-view. So you'll you'll get some serious food reports from me. Nice. I can't wait. And like I, like I said, with what I made yesterday, I, I was like, do I want ties? Like, no, I mean, I bought a pack of flour tortillas just in case, but I just wanted rice, beans, and meat. And man, talk that, those, that shrimp, man, I'm telling you, give it a try it one time. I just got a, like a little package. I think it was a little over a pound and I cut the, I cut the shrimps in half to, to make it spread out further you know you get more bites of, of shrimp or whatever but man talk about good and watched a, a couple good movies so i like it i like yeah. it i like it watched uh which you'd already seen after i explained it to you but it, it's called the black phone and it has ethan hawk in it and it was a it was a good movie it was uh well done and just a kind of suspenseful um not not quite Silence of the Lambs esque, but it had that that weird tone to it. You know what I mean? And and it t- took place in the seventies when kidnappings were were like seventies eighties. You know, you see your friend on the back of it, or not so your friend, but somebody on the back of a milk carton while you're eating breakfast or whatever. So it was a good movie. Hopefully like not it. your friend, Jesus. And uh, oh no, I already I already reported in on John Wick four, which was which was good. Lovely. Yeah, I didn't really watch any movies this weekend. Just kind of fucked around and. Uh... Watch my fights, but it was a good weekend, dude. You always gotta love the uh, the weekends, man. Um, do we want to start off with a ten minute video right off the bat, or do we want to kind of go through a few topics first? Whatever you want to do, we can go through a few topics, or we can start off with a ten minute clip. I've got. All right, let's let's do that in a second because the the normally I wouldn't play a ten minute long clip, but Hank, uh, you know from the six four three podcast sent this in and um you know obviously you know the the whole situation that was going on with that like obviously like i, I want to play anything that the dude sends me he right. even says he's like i know this is a little long but it's pretty cool it'd be, be cool for cunts so we'll do that one after uh after another kind of long clip i have um this is from bob and you know what bob talks about all day you know what i mean you know what he talks about all day his love for outer space and the round earth well he really he really is a a hard believer in the nasa model which i'm trying to tell him it's not it's not 100 percent legit what nasa says moral bob you got to kind of back off a little bit with your globe talk and the whole worshiping of nasa and all this stuff you know they were nazis right i try and tell him this he's like no dude i know for a fact that we live on a ball so you know, he sent me this, but I don't think it has to do necessarily with uh, <clears throat> with flat Earth or round Earth at all. Let me uh, share my screen. Make Seems sure. it has to do with Roswell a little bit. I'm Ooh. sure it ties in though. Nice. Make sure you share your sound. Yeah, no shit. I learned that the hard way. Fucking recording for 30 minutes without doing it, and then it's just um, what an what an awkward video. I should post that because I'm just like sitting here like this. It looks like a really bad reaction video. I was, I was gonna say when you were describing that, that was what was coming to my mind. I was like, that was a reaction video. I mean, it wasn't meant to be. I was trying to actually do like real content here, but it just looked <laughs> like I was just reacting to images. But uh, can you see this uh, minor, marginally attractive girl here? Uh huh. Okay, I will play this. 
And it should start going here. I just got to get this. There it is. World has speculated what happened in Roswell, New Mexico that night. Yeah, whatever. I think it's time to finally clear up all this stupid Roswell shit. If you stick with me for the next five minutes, you'll see a lot of secrets and know more about the subject than just about anybody else. To understand Roswell, you need to understand the end of World War II. As the Allies advanced through Europe, they started to find secret German aircraft in the facilities they were capturing. The Americans also captured German test pilots. Many of these Luftwaffe pilots were sent to the American concentration camp, POW camp for Germans, at Fort Bliss in Texas. These Luftwaffe pilots were given a deal. Their family would be given amnesty if they worked with the Americans in a group called Watson's Wizards. At the end of the war, this group of pilots was sent throughout Europe to take the German secret aircraft that were captured and fly them back to Cherbourg, France, where they were loaded onto an aircraft carrier called the HMS Reaper and brought to New Jersey. This was an early part of Operation Paperclip, where they brought over German scientists and gave them lives here in America so they could build our military-industrial complex. Specifically, this was called Operation Lusty for Luftwaffe secret technology, and the naval portion of it was called Operation Seahorse. The Americans took German secret experimental aircraft, test pilots, and scientists, brought them over, and then spread them throughout the country to various military bases and test facilities. A lot of the test pilots and secret aircraft went to what became Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, which figures very prominently in UFO lore. But I think the most interesting planes that made it over and then disappeared were the Horton Flying Wings. These flying wings, built by the Horton brothers starting in the 1930s, could blow the doors off anything that we had. This is a document you can go read on the CIA's archive called German High-Speed Airplanes and Design Developments from August of 1945. This document lists the specifications for a Horton HO-229, which was a jet-powered version of this aircraft. And we know that at least one functioning example of this craft was brought over during Operation Seahorse. The speed is listed at 590 miles an hour, while the fastest thing that we had was a P-51 Mustang that could top out around 450. And the ceiling, the elevation that this plane could fly, was 52,500 feet, while everything else topped out around 40,000. So basically, this jet-powered flying wing was 25% faster and higher than anything we had in the skies. This is where things get interesting and relevant to the Roswell incident. The working version of the Horton Flying Wings disappeared. But we do know that the group that they were given to to study and back engineer was Northrop. See, the guy that ran Northrop, Jack Northrop, had been a fanboy of the Horton brothers since the 1930s when he was trying to develop and back engineer his own version of the Horton Flying Wings that they had brought out years earlier. At the same time that Jack Northrop was getting his hands on some of that sweet German tech, we know that Werner von Braun was starting up our rocketry program, which later became NASA at White Sands in New Mexico. And we know that the German scientists and test pilots were being congregated around various facilities and military installations to keep them away from the public. And one of these clusters was White Sands. Within the White Sands Proving Grounds, there is a facility called the Northrop Strip. This airstrip was mysteriously built in the 1940s and kept off maps until the 1960s, and the backstory of it is sus as fuck. In this interesting article from the Holloman Air Force Base official website, it states that the Northrop Strip was used by Northrop Aviation in the 1940s to test military target drones. And in 1976, NASA selected the Strip as the site for its shuttle pilot training. The craziest 
anomaly here is that this unknown Army airfield had some of, if not the longest runways in the world. This website by an aviation historian states that the Northrop Strip wasn't even being shown on aviation sectional charts in 1961, that the earliest time it shows up is the June 1965 Roswell sectional chart, and that the airfield is noted as having a 32,000-foot-long unpaved runway. That is a six-mile-long runway. As a point of reference, the SR-71 Blackbird spy plane that held all the altitude and speed records flew out of Beale Air Force Base off a 2.2-mile-long runway. People that are familiar with the infamous Area 51, it's often touted as having the world's longest runway. And that runway is also six miles long. So I'll ask you, what the hell were they flying in the 1940s that required a six-mile-long airstrip? Oh, and it doesn't have just one airstrip, it has two. One goes north-south and the other goes east-west. Most plane crashes occur during the takeoff or landing stages of a flight. And when you see where the east-west runway from this airfield is pointed, it'll all click. As we pull out on the map of the Northrop Strip, we see that 100 miles away in a direct straight line is the location of the Roswell crash. It would make sense to me that if you were testing an experimental aircraft that went around 600 miles an hour and you took off from that airstrip and something went wrong in 10 to 15 minutes, you would crash in that general location. So let's take a look at what we know. We know that Northrop was back engineering the Horton designs. We know that he had an airstrip, a secret airstrip, that was pointed directly at Roswell and was only a hop, skip, and a jump away. We also know that there were Germans all over the area, in White Sands and at the Roswell Army Air Base in their German POW camp. And we know that those German scientists and test pilots were getting sweetheart deals to continue on the experimentation on these secret aircraft. So are there any Horton aircraft that look like what supposedly crashed at Roswell or UFOs in general? Yup. This is the Horton 10 from 1944, a triangular design with a forward cockpit, and it looks suspiciously like the later reportings of the design of the craft from Roswell. And this is Kenneth Arnold, who in 1947 reported witnessing a fleet of UFOs flying over Mount Rainier, only what he reported was not flying saucers, they were flying wings. Some of the Horton craft looked downright alien, including this Horton 13 shown here in flight. Some of these craft flew so high that the pilots had to wear an early version of a spacesuit. Now, do you think if you saw somebody dressed like this crashed in a completely alien-looking aircraft in the middle of the desert, you'd think they were Martians? And people can come out and say things about the memory metal that was supposedly found on the crash site, but memory metal like nitinol was actually developed in the 1940s by Battelle and the Air Force and Oak Ridge National Laboratories. We also shouldn't forget that the wreckage from Roswell was taken to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, then Wright Field in Ohio. And as I told you earlier in the video, a lot of the test pilots and scientists from Paperclip and Operation Lusty came over and were put at Wright Field. So is it kind of making sense now that this doesn't have to be an alien event? That there were human technologies and human programs going on in that exact area that could account for what happened at Roswell? I'm not saying that I don't believe in the possibility of aliens or non-human entities. I've seen some shit that I cannot explain myself. What I'm saying very specifically is that I don't believe that Roswell was an alien event. And now maybe you won't get caught up in any more propaganda. For over 70 Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. That's really good. Um... 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I've heard in all kinds of different, you know, shit where they talk about conspiracies and, and they kind of like try to red pill you in some of these different movies and stuff. They say mm-hmm. in that, like Roswell was us. It was humans that crashed there. Right. So that's an interesting take. Did the shit that he was saying about like Air Force stuff, did that sound legit? Like the speeds of planes and stuff? I don't know if you happen to know that shit. Uh, it, it did, but now get it. I, I get it. This is early. Uh, jet technology, but to only go a hundred miles an hour faster than a propeller, uh, plane, like the, what he he was talking about, that ain't that fast. And he's like, Oh, it blows its socks off and it can climb to an altitude of 52,000 feet. Okay. Fair enough. Well, obviously a propeller plane can't do that. And with the early version of a quote unquote spacesuit, that is exactly what the U2 pilots, um, space pilot, you know, spy plane or whatever. That's what they use. They, they have to wear that because they, they fly very, very high. Now what I didn't like, and he's like, Oh, and it had two runways. Motherfucker. Look at any fucking airport, any fucking air force base. It, they all have at least two runways. Why crosswinds? If there's high crosswinds, they have to change their direction of takeoff because they always have to take off into the wind. So if you're going east, west, and next thing you know, the winds change and they're going north, south or south, north, whatever you you have to change to go with that. Navy pilots that are on aircraft carriers, all they do is turn the boat, whichever direction that the wind is in their face so they can take off. And I was just like, get the fuck out. Like that, that even, even civilian airliners, uh, airports, have more than one runway for that reason. Mm, okay. That that was a big one. I was just like, get the fuck out of here with that. But to me, it just sounded like it, it, very possible. And it was the early design for the um, F-117 and the, and the, and the B-1 bomber and, and what have you. Okay. Yeah. Did I mean, I it, did. He, he goes B-1 through that quick. Yeah. B-1 or B-2. I forget which one. Yeah, B one through B1. that pretty quick. So yeah, I was just uh, wondering, but yeah, no, I mean it's interesting stuff, man. I I definitely believe that there's something up with that because why was it so, you know, right? I was like sensationalized, and it was like one of those things to keep keep people really in suspense. And now that whole shitty little town of Roswell makes a bunch of money off alien merch. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of kind of convenient. There ain't shit there. Yeah, there's I, not a damn I, thing there. So no. yeah, I went people all around the world go to see this fucking spot that. Likely nothing really happened. Right. Now, I, I'm kind of with him. Do I think there could be other 
beings, yes. Where they come from, I don't know. Um, but again, we had um, a thing happen out here, and it was before the, the B1 was actually revealed. A lot of people reported uh, as a UFO or whatever. But what it was was a B1 flying at low altitude, but it had its, had its landing gear light on. So it looked like it had, you know, lights and what have you, and it freaked people out, went down the Susquehanna River, you know, towards Harrisburg or whatever. And the military does this shit all the time. And why it happened at night is another thing that the military does at night all the time. That's when they test their their secret their secret aircraft. I said this either on my show or here. You know, there, there was one time, this was when the uh, Joint Fights, Joint Fight Striker Aircraft, the F-35, I believe, or 34, was just kind of coming out, and we were doing real-world exercise where we, first week, it's, you know, you're playing like you're at a undisclosed location, and the second week, you know, you, you, have, you have your chem gear on, like you're in chemical warfare. And it's not nothing that, you know, the base goes black out, but... Usually it's just the flight line uh, when we're playing or practicing. Well, this one night, all of a sudden they mimic explosions or whatever, but the whole base goes dark. And we're watching the flight line or the, the, the runway from the flight line, and you could see an aircraft land. And it landed with no landing gear lights or nothing, but you saw a parachute. We we're like, what the fuck? Well, where we would go down to train at what we called load barn every month, every crew had to ch- uh, get certified on munitions, they closed that for two weeks. And then when they left, there was posters and a ton of propaganda. So they landed there in flight emergency, fixed whatever was wrong, and then in the in the middle of the night, took off again. So it happens all the time. Just you don't have as many crashes as you did back then. Mm. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Interesting. I love that kind of stuff, though. You know, like the old classic OG mm-hmm. kind of conspiracies there. Um, see if that link works that I sent you there. I don't know if did you did you get a chance to pull it up. It it's definitely going to be shorter than the other uh, video that I've got because the other one's actually longer than that one. Okay, um, let me get back here and share my screen and sound. Did it pull up? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I have the email pulled up. Well, of course, the email pulled up. I was just wondering if the if the we're going to link try- would. Oh, it looks like it will. Okay. Don't play it just yet. Uh, let's see how long it is, real quick. Does it show before you actually? Project Pogo is a no. Um, I mean, we do, we got nothing but long clips today, boys and girls. Uh, six about six and a half minutes. So this seems interesting. This was something that was sent to me from a Jesse that's out there, Jesse W. And um, you know, I appreciate this dude. He he actually you know sent me this donated to my fourth wall website donated five dollars i mean thank you so much for doing that and then just said he didn't buy anything just donated five bucks and said hey check this out right and uh so i definitely want to check it out it's project pogo and project zephyr i've not heard of either one of these so i I pride myself in knowing about projects and operations and operation projects and project operations. I think uh, Grimerica has a segment that they call project operation or something like that. Okay. Have you heard of either Pogo or Zephyr? No. Zephyr kind of sounds familiar. Right. I think it's but just name. You know what it is? It's probably that Red Hot Chili Pepper song, the greatest 
Red Hot Chili Pepper song out mm. there. So, um, yeah, no, I the, the, obviously Zephyr sounds familiar, and Pogo sounds like it has something to do with like something flying, right? Something like outer space shit, or, or it some, could be uh, a system of it could be the system of a down song. Pogo, 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 Pogo. Yeah, pogo. but that's not called bounce. that, is it? Uh, I think it was called Pogo. I think it's called Bounce. Or yeah, maybe it was Bounce. Right. Well, you fucked that joke up, huh? Oh, hey, they say Pogo. <laughs> well, so what do you say? Do you want to check this one out? I know another long one, but it seems pretty cool. Yeah, it'll give me time to uh, touch myself. Right. Project Pogo is about the YouTube gatekeepers, how they are all agents. They're all paid to put out truthful information so that they can tag track and ID the people that are watching the videos and giving them likes and giving them comments. They're tracking all of it. Project Zypher is a different project, and that's what I'll talk about in a bit. That is the second stage here. That is coming up, and that is the extermination. They're going to exterminate these people, whether it is tag them for anti-Semitic speech, charge them with crimes, eliminate them completely, and this is where I'll talk about in the documents where they talk about guillotines, viral attacks, targeted, how they're going to eliminate these people without too much suspicion, without too many people noticing. But here's the problem. As I read the documents, I can see I have documents from four years ago, I have documents from two years ago, and then I have documents from three months ago. So there's a progression in the timeline as the projects change. And Project Zypher has changed. In the beginning, they have been talking, they were talking a lot about, okay, we are going to infect these people with a virus that uh, imitates the flu virus. They're going to eliminate them in various ways that would not be suspicious. In the, in the documents I have now from three months ago, they are saying the amount of people they have to eliminate is too large. It is too many. We are talking about millions of Americans. And this is where we see their plans are changing. And they are going to initiate something that is devastating and that is extremely frightening. Based on what I can see in the documents, we're talking about power outages along with a purge. They're going to come in, they're going to take you out of your home, and they're going to put you into a uh, military vehicle or whatever, a van, and drive you away and place you into a camp. It is a very, very big operation that they're planning. It is millions of Americans. They will do it under the cover of night, under the cover of blackness, during one of these planned blackouts. The blackouts are based on documents. I'm, gonna, I'm just looking at it right now. They have a three-day blackout. They have a nationwide blackout that lasts two days and a lot of localized blackouts. So it is a whole series of blackouts that they're going to do. And, of course, it will be blamed on all kinds of things. They might blame it on Iran. I have seen that mentioned in the documents. They've already prepped people for this. There are going to be more blackouts. There are already uh, predictive programming. So we may see more of this uh, as we go on. As far as I can tell from Project Zephyr or Zephyr, they are planning this next year and the year after. They are not done tagging, tracking, and identifying everyone. I, it looks like they're at about 78%. I looked in the documents, and there were a couple of indications of how long far along they feel in the project is they're like 78% done, but they're not completely done. It, it does take time to identify a, a YouTube account 
and then track it to the email that it was created with and then the IP address and then find out who created it. It does take them a lot of time to do that. It is not instant. It does take a lot of research because a lot of people create a YouTube account with an email address that doesn't give any indication of who they are, uh, an account name that doesn't have their full name on it, they don't use their real pictures. So it is a challenge for them. That's why the project has been going on for so long. But it is coming to a close. In the next six months to a year, it appears it is coming to a close. And that is when Project Zypher will be initiated. So I have some notes here. I'm going to continue on and talk a little bit more about. Right. They're being tracked. They're being identified. That's the whole point. A lot of people have said, well, why are some of these YouTube channels allowed to exist? Why are they allowed to so openly talk about the truth? And some of you might know uh, Adam Green, uh, No More News. And there are a whole bunch of others, and they're very, very open about Zionism, and they're very honest about it, and they're telling the truth. I mean, they are telling the truth. They're not hiding anything. They're not disinfo. They're not putting disinfo out there. But as far as I know, they are part, I mean, they're all a part of this operation. I can't say specifically if Adam Green is a part of it or not, but I would assume possibly he is. He's probably been guaranteed a lot of money. He's probably been promised a lot of things. He's probably... He could be a Freemason, he could be a part of their operation, he could be an agent. I don't know, but I have no idea. It is total speculation on my part. I have no idea. All I know is this is part of the operation, what they want to do. His channel would fit into the MO, it is an example I'm giving. He is there to tag, track, and ID. Not him specifically, but the people behind the operation who are doing all the research and all the people who are commenting and viewing and liking. They want to know who they are, they want to know where they live and they are going to eliminate them at a date in the future. Completely eliminate them. This is going way beyond the idea of passing laws to ban speech, which they're already doing. They've done it in America already, but not very aggressively, and we will see more legislation of that nature. But they want to completely eliminate these people because they do stand in the way of the agenda. There are too many people that are waking up. It is way too many for them to handle. They're starting to have an influence, and they're starting to change the conversation online. It is of grave concern to Israel. Something that the memos that I received, we'll talk a little bit about the memos. The memos are different from the classified documents. The memos are White House internal memos that discuss a wide range of things in terms of Trump's meeting with rabbis, uh, discussions with Netanyahu over the phone. And one of the memos says that Donald Trump will have to declare himself king of Israel publicly. This is part of the process for them. It, it doesn't. There's no strategic reason for it. It is symbolic for them. Trump is going to declare himself king of Israel at some point. I don't know how, but they're talking about it in these memos over and over again. When he's going to do it, why he want, why they want him to do it, which again is symbolic. Open it! Open it! We don't need that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think on this. I don't know when it was put out uh the only thing that kept popping into my mind was the restrict act yeah why they were kind of seemed so adamant about getting it passed in order to you know restrict uh people's access to you know the internet and truth and and things like that however we've been hearing about blackouts for years and we've never seen one yeah and the other thing I will say, I, I will pat the guy on the back and give him give him some a, a fist bump. 
He used my tagline six months to a year. Yeah. See, so this is the thing. I'm trying to find David Goldberg online, and the only one that pops up is this guy, and he does not sound the same. Now, it would be interesting if this was the same guy because he was married to the COO, the chief operations officer of Facebook, right? So that would be huge if that was actually the same guy. He doesn't sound the same, though. Uh, This guy has an English accent, it seems. So, Yeah, that guy really had fantastic... Very Jewish-sounding voice, right? Yeah. Important. Why do they want to leave their current job? Maybe they don't want to leave their current job. I have to convince them. That's actually where you get the most false. You're in the south. Maybe he didn't have an English accent. Uh, Maybe it was just kind of some fucked up shit going on right there. But risky thing for them to help solve the problem. Try not to to make this. Oh my God, he's really stressed about this. If this goes badly, I'm in trouble. Like he wanted to make it. Like we're all. He doesn't sound the same, but maybe maybe it's that guy because there's no other Dave Goldman that pops up uh, as common as that name seems. But, uh, you know, did there's you, some interesting. You try David Goldberg, Israeli official. Goldberg. Uh, okay. Is Riley. God damn it. Official. Let's see. Um, Gary, let's just try this. I watched it for a few minutes and I turned to Diane and I said, I can do that. I said, I can do that. And I can do that. You, Elise. Hey. And Elise comes in. And background. Asner has worked with Goldberg since. I mean, there's not much. That was him talking. Warming up the audience just 10 minutes to showtime. Goldberg's old Brooklyn family is here for tonight's live. Hey, this, this dude's an actor. Older brother Stan, who helped support Goldberg back in the drop. This is Gary David Goldberg. He created Family Ties. <laughs> now, okay, so that's not going to be him then. No. Yeah, so that's the thing. If, if that is that same Goldberg, he could have gotten a little older. Um, this is Chief oh, Rabbi. Wait. Might be Rabbi David Goldberg. Well, that's not. This is uh, Charles yeah. Rabbi David Goldberg. I don't know. Charges. Uh, Germany charges. Charges for bodily harm have been filed on how circumcisions should be carried out. Added medicine no. to the prof- to be professional in his job. That's not he doesn't need to be professional in brain. So yeah, that's what's tough. Uh, if it is that same dude, it's pretty interesting. There is this article on the aluminum, Illumina, whoa, the Millennium Report. Jeez. Having a stroke there. I thought I just saw Illum and I was like, ooh, Illuminati report. But yeah, it's the Millennium Report. Normally, uh, normally we would call that a tart out, but you ghosted out. Yeah, I, I my brain just shut down for uh, two to three seconds there. Project Pogo and Project Zephyr. Um, it doesn't get more serious than these two black ops. So um, it's an ultra Zionist, uh, ultra secret Zionist scheme. For a world takeover revealed by a deep insider, I'm assuming this Goldberg character, um, who already exposed Trump's aborted war plan against Iran. Well, um, Zionist right there, and we know Trump is a Zionist. We don't know that, right? Yeah. There was someone that was saying, actually, that, like, um, I forget who it was. It might have been, actually, uh, Corey Hughes that was saying that Trump has way less Jews in, like, his cabinet and in places of power 
than like Obama, who legitimately seems to have hated the Jews, right. uh, Bush, both Bushes, Clinton. Um, it's like, you know, I think it was him, right? Does that sound right that, that Corey Hughes it, said that? It could have been. So if anybody I could see saying that on that topic would be him with the amount of research he puts into to that. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm obviously not sitting here saying that I think Trump's like a good guy or anything. I want to see back some, up. I want to see some proof where. Uh no, down down. Um do it David. Wonder if it was supposed to be David Goldman and not Goldberg. Uh, is that what it was, B- Goldberg? It was Goldberg, but this one's saying David Goldman. Well, that's just bad research then on the TikToker, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, the research on fucking TikTok is so yeah. shitty, dude. That's why when I pull clips, it's usually um, from a news source. Uh, and now and again, I'll, I'll use one that we can just what if about. David I mean, it, it changes up. It's, I, I had Goldman. Now it switches it to Goodman. Um, yeah, this is a kind of like a live mystery we're trying to uh, yeah. solve here. But yeah, I mean, it's tough to know. So definitely not the. Uh, well, let's see here. Well, we, we do have deep researchers who listen to this and send us good information. If they could look in to see who this David Goldberg or David Goldman could be. Hey, please do it. Send us, homework. send us, yeah, a little, little homework for you. So right. they have this, uh, you know, Zephyr project, but it's spelt different. It's, it seems to be Zephyr, right? Uh, Z, Z, Y, uh, P, H, Y, R, whatever it is, right? Um, P, H, R, Z, Y, P, H, R for yeah. Project Zephyr. But yeah, man, it's interesting for sure. I, I, I don't, and look, you know, we can say that we can't find like any proof behind like right, any right above that right above that picture with the red flag. Go right to the top of that paragraph right there. And I'm I'm sitting here touching my screen like I'm I'm controlling it. I the story hear. evolved when it was revealed that let me move this out of the way. Uh, this was posted August 31st back in 2019. It seems like um, August 31st by friends of David no, no, Goldberg. No, no. Start at the top where it said posted by friends of David Goldberg. The story. Yeah, that's where I was at. Oh. Posted August 31st by friends of David Goldberg. Oh says this story evolved when it was revealed that David Elias Goldman. Okay, so Goldberg or Goldman. Goldman does not exist. It began as David Goldberg. Anti-Semites are being tagged for extermination. Uh, you revealed the truth. Then you discredit it by having a phony messenger. That's very mm-hmm. legitimate. August 26th, I posted this article about David Goldberg, in parentheses here, dead Jewish whistleblower confirmed occult World War III scenario. There's a link there that we're going to have to click. Goldberg uh, at 59 was supposedly murdered on June 9th. His dead man switch was supposedly activated in the form of this recording, what we just heard, I'm sure, uh, where he reveals that the White House has a project to, quote, Tag, track, and identify TT and ID opponents of Zionist world government. They plan to eliminate these people, the high-valued people, through extermination. The low-valued people through viruses. Mm. Goldberg estimates that a total of 15 million people. Um, this information is consistent with the f- um, fanaticism of Kabbalists 
throughout history. Goldberg says Trump is an intrinsic part of the demented Zionist scheme. His first loyalty is to Israel. He is a con man first and foremost. This is all true, except, and I'll just wrap up this sentence here. Red flag. David Elias Goldberg was supposedly a journalist, but Google him. There's nothing. So, yeah, yeah that's what we just did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, This is interesting, dude. This is actually really good. Okay, so the dead Jewish whistleblower link that I said I wanted to click. This is supposedly him, right? Okay. Murdered after revealing the White House insider had provided him with memos that revealed, one, that Trump had converted. Okay, so yeah, this is 2019, so you got to keep in mind, Trump is, in fact, in office, right? Right. Uh, Trump had converted to Judaism two years ago and was planning on an attack uh, on Iran this autumn in order to fulfill Jewish prophecy. And two, Trump believes his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, is destined to be the Messiah, i.e. the Antichrist. Wow. That's some spicy statements. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, you know, these pictures are creepy though, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they are kind of weird and it's nothing against the Jewish people, but it's kind of a weird religion, dude. Like some of that shit's kind of weird. Uh, it is. And it just is. How, how, how highly they view themselves as opposed to everybody else. And it's not everybody that practices no. Judaism. There's some actual, uh, you know, followers of my show and I'm sure your show too. I personally have interacted with people that celebrate Jewish holidays. Yeah. And they're as nice as fucking can be, dude. I don't think that they have some secret plan to take over and, and kill all the, uh, what do they call them? The Goyim? Is that what they call it? Yeah, the Goyim. Did, did I just do a racism? No, no, that that's proper. Goyim. Okay. That would uh, be, that's kind of like their version of uh, infidel. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't picture them, but it's the same as with any society. Your average Catholics running around on the street showing their titties and stuff like that. They're not out there trying to like, you know, do horrible stuff. Um, cause you get a lot of those Catholic girls out there. My goodness. They're just, they're just out there trying to have some fun usually. Uh, I'm trying to look for some other stuff here. War plans. Yeah. It seems, it seems like there could be some, something kind of interesting about this for sure. Um, I like this article. I will share this with you um, unless you want to just like, yeah, well, I guess that's the easiest way. I'll share it with you. I'm adding this to my favorites as well. Um, I'll share this link with people that are viewing uh, the episode or listening to the episode. Only the video content is available for Patreon subscribers. Yep. So, yeah, if you want to check this out and you're just listening. Yeah, email, email that link to me if you can. Well, I mean, you can copy and paste it there if that works for you as uh, well. I know it's like an extra leg of work there. Yes. I know, I know. Got to keep you, got to keep you working there. Um, but yeah, man, that's a good one. That's really good. Uh, you know the the recording. I like the idea here, the tracking and the identifying. You wonder if there's some like huge correlation to people that either took or did not take the vaccine. And where they stand on Zionism. You wonder, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure they're willing to break a few eggs. They're willing to kill a few good people to get rid of all the bad ones. Oh, absolutely. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. You tell me. I'm 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 trying to get to the bottom of the truth here, just as you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Interesting stuff though. Great send there, Jesse. I appreciate that. Yeah. Man. That was very good. Um like our little rabbit hole that we could stumble into there. Yeah, and and we're big fans of doing that live. Well, not live, but as we're recording, you know, this show, just to see, it's not your live reaction stuff. Yeah, live reactions, motherfucker. 
You okay? I fucking I, no, because I'm trying to copy this link. Okay, just click it. I, uh, I, now it's okay. If you click it, you'll be able to save it when it pulls up a website for you. There we go, honey bunny. Boom. So, yeah, man, why don't you play a few of these short ones, and then we can wrap up later with uh, the 10-minute clip, because I know uh, listening to just a few clips can get tiresome for some folks. Yes. But uh, I definitely want to share. It's about maritime law, Ooh. this 10-minute clip, so that's a fun, nice. fun subject, right? Yeah, that, that's always a good uh, good topic to kind of go down, because I, w- I personally would like to learn more about it. You know, you hear a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you don't know how truthful what you're hearing is, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. Sorry, I'm making sure I'm getting the right screen up here. Share screen, share sound, bada bing, bada boom. Now, this was sent to me by good old Roar Dog. And Roar Dog. it kind of ties in, not necessarily with what you just played, but... This is kind of like one of those what ifs, you know, is this guy really telling the truth? Is this what's really happening? He's disguised like in a silhouette. Uh, He might even have his voice, you know, changed for to protect his identity or whatever. Take it with a grain of salt. Listen to it with an open mind. It could be real and it could be hocus pocus. We don't know. We gain control of the Hollywood stars. Like. Through prescription drugs? No. Illegal drugs? No. Without getting into too much detail, the substance causes a slow deterioration of neuron, neurological function, causing the subject to slowly fade into a schizophrenic bipolar state. Why would you do such a thing? We do it to gain control over the money and finances of Hollywood. Hollywood is much like a commodity. The talent is a commodity, like oil is a commodity that needs to be controlled. I don't understand. Wouldn't it be more profitable from your group's perspective? I just have to pause. And if there's any TikTokers out there that are fucking making these videos, and if the content is this serious, stop putting fucking music behind it. And if you do, turn it the fuck down. So well, yeah, they want to they want to add their own personal touch to it. This is why people do reaction videos, right? right. Because instead of just sharing the information, they want to do the face like, hmm, yeah, and then point to it or say, you know, like this is yeah. important. Like they have to inject themselves into it, which is just they a shame to make them think, make people think that they are the ones that brought you this information. Like, oh, yeah. look what I did. I created it. I found it. it, it uh, anyway, I'll let it play. Sorry. Do you have a, a healthy entertainer working and making more money for your group? Not really. Once an entertainer has reached a certain level of profitability, they fall out of that profitability zone. They're worth more if they do crazy things and if they eventually die in a crazy, extreme manner. Sounds like a lot of work and manpower would have to be involved to execute such a complex, illegal maneuver. Not really. The group is made up of five high-profile Hollywood individuals. One of the lower individuals in the group who unwittingly, unwittingly do the work of the group without even knowing they're involved in the group. 
how how is that possible? To understand this, you have to understand Hollywood and how desperate people are to be famous. The town is built on manipulation, control, and submissiveness. Well, how did you get involved in it? I was approached by a high-profile agent because of my connections with my family, a high-profile Hollywood family. I was asked to manage a roster of high-profile celebrities. So, okay, so why blow the whistle? Due to all the publicity that the Queens are generating, presently my position in the group is in jeopardy and my life is unthreatened. Well, why the mask? Revealing my identity would put innocent people at risk. Why not tell your story to CNN or some other major network? The arms of the group stretch deep into the mainstream media. The story would never reach the light of day if I went through CNN or ABC. Fair enough. Okay, let's talk about which celebrities your group has, has taken control of. Living ones or dead ones? Um, okay, let's start with the dead ones. Michael Jackson, Anna Nicole Smith, Heath Ledger, River Phoenix, he was one of our first. As for celebrities that are presently alive and have been administered the substance, Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Joe Rogan, Jim Carrey, Mel Gibson, just to name a few, few that I can remember. So what you're saying is we can expect more bizarre behavior from these celebrities? Yes, the substance has a immediate response in some people or can incubate in the brain for up to three years. Okay, so what is the substance? Like I said before the interview, there are certain things I will not discuss, but it is very real and very fatal. Well, so how do you administer the substance? The substance is admitted, admitted through a chain of food service workers who unwittingly administer the substance at high-profile celebrity events and movie sets. Do you feel guilty for what you've done? Yes, I feel guilty. That's why I'm telling my story. Through we gain control of the Hollywood stars. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's cool. I mean, it's it's uh, what a great movie, huh? I mean, like yeah. I mean, it it does explain a lot if you look at the ways like Kanye West has been acting. We haven't heard, seen from him or heard from him for a little bit. Jim Carrey coming out on some talk shows. Remember when he was doing the, the all-seeing eye with the tongue and, and talking all crazy? And it was funny he mentioned Joe Rogan. However, he's not displaying any signs of going weird. But the other ones, Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, you know, if, if this is true, who, uh, that's, that's fucked up shit. Yeah. I always get a little uh, suspicious when people are using that voice modulator thing. Yeah. Um, and then they're blacked out like that. Like that could just be like me, you know what I mean? Like just saying that stuff. And that's um, why I put the disclaimer out in the beginning, you know, take it for what it is. This could be real. Could be fake. Who knows? Yeah. It's cool though. I like that idea. Um, and it does make sense, man. It really does make sense. You know, in, in the case of Rogan, how you make that, uh, that, that connection there or how he makes that connection. I don't know how to 
properly say it, but you know, everyone else there has gone crazy. Maybe, you know, different, different people act crazy in different ways. You know, some of the stuff that Rogan said, like the N word thing, right? Like maybe that was his humiliation ritual for lack of a better term. Um, I don't think it's a big deal at all, but society does, you know what I mean? I think, you know, I don't feel comfortable saying it myself, but I don't, I don't think that uh, a white person is racist if they make a joke about that, right? Louis C.K. had a hilarious bit about the N-word, and he he says it, like, with a hard R, and it's hilarious. Right. And, you know, there's black people in the audience laughing at it because if you're referring to that word, it's not like you're – if I was black and I'm trying to put my myself in a black person's shoes – um, I wouldn't get mad about it unless somebody came up to me and called me that specifically, right? Right. Even if I heard someone say, like, look at this N-word, you know what I mean? And if, the, if that person was being a fucking asshole and I was black as well, I, I wouldn't feel like they were talking about me too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's just where I'm at, though. Of course, I'm a straight, white, you know, Christian-leaning person. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, it's kind of hard for me to be in that position, but, uh, I don't know. That's how I think I would feel at least. Yeah, absolutely. Do we want to cover the Joe Biden falling or not? I think it's been covered quite a bit. It is hilarious. I mean, uh, what a fucking clown, huh? And you know what? There's more uh, information coming out. Didn't you tell me something about this yesterday? I could have. Did you mention something about like the exposing of the files on Hunter's computer? Uh huh. Want you want to elaborate? Uh, well, I have a clip for it. Let's fucking go. What are we All doing? Right. Uh, it's sitting here acting like a douchebag. During nearly ten thousand photos spanning over eleven years, I don't know if I want to see them. But joining me now is Garrett Ziegler. He's the former White House aide and the man behind BidenLaptopMedia.com along with Chris Swecker, former FBI assistant director. Garrett, let's start with you. What's up with these new photos? What are they? What story do they tell? And also, what's up with the website? Because it seems to have been down all day. Well, thank you for having me on. Yes, this site, BidenLaptopMedia.com, is our group's third project. We put together a 644-page dossier on the contents of the device. It's called Report on the Biden Laptop. That was released in October of 2022. The second project was BidenLaptopEmails.com, 128,000 emails that anybody with an Internet connection can go to and download all of them. And so this was the third installment of our nonprofit research group putting out these photos in a responsible way. All the genitalia is redacted, and there is considerable genitalia. And all of the Social Security numbers and credit card information is redacted. And so this is our mission uh, to bring truth and transparency. If the American people want to know what their first family is like, they're going to get it. And we don't leave anything out. We just redact the, you know, redact the, uh, the, the, the less than savory uh, yeah. parts of the photos. Uh, Thank you for that. Photos. Thank you for that. Yes. All right. I'm going to go to Ukraine. And, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go, really quick. Well, I was just going to say that we have had worldwide DDoS attacks. We've been on the phone with Cloudflare. Um, we are going to get it up and running, just like the email site launch. There's some kinks, but next week we think it'll be you know, perfectly running smooth like a well-oiled machine. All right. Kinks. No pun intended. All right, Chris, um, let's go uh-huh. to you. Uh, I know that Christopher Ray has been interfering. I have the website pulled up, by the way. With, um, you know, the, the investigation being done by the uh, House, by Representative Comer. He had a subpoena. He still hasn't turned over the documents. 
What would be the justification for Christopher Ray not turning over the documents that uh, Representative Comer has asked for? Well, I, he's going to say, I think he's citing uh, the Attorney General guidelines that, that basically say that all confidential informants, um, we, you know, we, we were taught. During nearly 10,000 photos. Yeah, you want to see the site? Pretty. Yeah, I do, disturbing. actually. So click that. Pretty disturbing. Uh, yeah, I forgot we were even talking about that yesterday. Probably need to uh, clean my history after going to this site here, but you can. Holy see. shit! Yeah, there seems to be. I mean, she the one of the girls looks fairly young, and I'm not going to click on any of these photos. But uh, you see titties; uh, they are censored. You see ass. You see cock. Uh, you see it all, and yeah. these are just the most viewed. Um, we can go to about. And there is no, that's not it. I went to something. Marco else. Polo. <laughs> okay, so yeah, iPhone backup. There's a lot more pictures in here. Uh, this is what I clicked on before here. Um, whoop. so you got all these like smoking crack like every 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's pills. Um, I mean, what a weird thing though to do. Yeah, I understand. Like you, you know, crackheads don't kind of think logically. Like you know, everyday people. She looks like she could be of age. Looks a little sketchy. Yeah, um, she's definitely of age. This girl here. Um, the other one that you said uh, sketchy almost had a Cardi B vibe to her. Well, she's absolutely of age too. It looks like. Yeah. Um. See, that's the thing. You know, if. These girls are of age, you know, yeah, the guy's living a crazy lifestyle, you know what I mean? Like, she's of age, too. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think uh, parents are going to vouch for that many tattoos. She looks kind of like she Young. would be of age, too. She looks, yeah. I mean, she looks like she's 19, 20, 22, something like that, you know? Yeah, okay, maybe. And these other girls look like they're in their mid-20s. Um, and I'm not sticking up for this piece of shit. I'm just saying, you know, like... She definitely looks old enough too. I mean, it's weird. This feels like a trap. Like this feels like kind of a weird that girl's of age. You know what I mean? Yeah, he must have a big schlong. He does. I did. I fucking. It's like nine inches long, dude. I sent. I somebody sent me a fuck. And this is why he's doing this stuff, dude. You know what I mean? He's out there having a good time because he's got a hammer on him. He's up there with Big Mike. Yeah, dude. Oh, well, Big Mike's got a fucking 21 incher, but yeah. did you see the newest meme floating around? Yeah. What, the what gray sweatpants. Yeah. And it's just like, it looks like an eggplant in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's brutal, but it's funny. We got some WhatsApp chat things. <laughs> um, what is this one? Oh, he's like kissing a baby. Oh, he's kissing. It was probably his kid that he doesn't want to pay child support for now. Oh, yeah. You know, it's definitely not a good look. He, even though he flew flew to that appointment on his own private jet, but he, he I don't have the money to pay child support for this this kid. Who's this girl? Is this a young iffy? I mean, it looks like he just likes fucking like young twenty year olds. Which I mean, no one blames him for that. Yeah, but when you look, consider his age. That's kind of creepy. 
Right, dude. I know it is. And, and I, I definitely think it's weird. But you you also got to put yourself like, again, I'm not sticking up for this piece of shit, but putting yourself in these positions, I, I always try to figure out why some of these people would go out. I'm going to get out of this website now and probably uh, the thousands of viruses that my computer probably now has. But, you know, I try to put myself in these positions of these people that that have it all. Right. right. And it's like th- like you you would probably get into some weird shit. Well, yeah, they always do. That, that's why they get into pedophilia. That's what, you know, buying cars or, or fancy clothes or, or the newest Jordans or whatever fucking expensive shoe there is. It gets old after a while and regular sex for these people gets old after a while. So they spice it up. Okay. Now they get into drugs. Now they're doing lines of coke off girls' boobs or bellies or whatever. Asses. You know, yeah. And it just constantly has to, exceed that level of excitement because it, it it all gets boring after a while. Like say you got a lot of money and you're like, Oh man, you know, I'm financially set for the rest of my life. I I'll never have to work again. It doesn't matter how much money I spend. The first thing you're going to do. Okay. You're going to do what every normal person does pay off all their bills, everything, their house, maybe buy a new house, you know, spend some money on their parents, make sure they're taken care of. You're going to buy a nice car, you're going to buy a, maybe a boat, you know, you get you move to a place where you can buy a yacht and just go out and have fun. And eventually just going out in that yacht's going to be boring. So right. now you want the party lifestyle. You want hot girls, all the alcohol, maybe some drugs, you know, and it, you just want to have that constant high of being at the best party of your life. Well, that's what I'm trying to say uh, is that out of all those kinks and all those weird things that people could get into, I think being like a 48-year-old man, 60-year-old man, fucking a 25, 28-year-old, that's not that weird anymore. You know what I mean? You, It's so much better than fucking a child. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not sticking up for this. I'm not, I can, I can tell and I can understand like people are going to be like, Oh, this Ryan's sticking up for Hunter. I'm not. I think the dude should be in fucking prison. Not for this though. It's other shit. Insider trading, fucking saving 20% for the big guy, whatever. If they're showing these pictures, there's worse pictures on there. I saw a video. I saw that video of him fucking his niece. You know what I mean? Like, and that was like, that's where I saw that he's got a huge old cack on him. And, and, and who knows? That could be some AI shit. But yeah, someone sent me this over Telegram and, uh, I saw it and she looked young and it looked, I felt as soon as I saw it, I saw two seconds of it and I was like, dude, this is a fucking trap. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know the girl's age. It's like a home video type situation. I'm no. not watching that shit. So I, I told the guy, don't send me this shit anymore. Like I, I understand what you're trying to do, but no, I don't want to see this. And, um, yeah, man. So it's just, it, it's weird. But those girls absolutely all look like they were of age. And I think this is a distraction from something else. I think, to, to, to be fair, I think he, that guy only put the of age women on there because the right. moment he would have put stuff like what you saw would have been flagged for, for CP and he would have been in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he doesn't want to. We all know. All that shit exists. Uh, hell, hell, he wasn't he supposedly banging one of the Obama daughters? Yeah, yeah, I think so. One of them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, which one. yeah. 
Yeah, man. And I, I mean, I didn't see anything, obviously. I just saw like what was about to go on and I was like, dude, I'm not fucking watching this shit. So I like, I, I wouldn't even want to lay my eyes on something like that for a fucking fraction of a second. So like I'm out like gout. Yeah, dude. I did not. Yeah. That, that stuff is, I, I don't see. That's the thing that I can't understand is having all this stuff and, and, you know, having all the money, having all the women and the drugs. I don't understand how you go from a fucking 20 out of 10 on a scale uh, of a woman, right? Perfect dime after dime after dime how you go from that to thinking that a kid would be like the next move right yeah, like how you progress I from i don't understand that man like you know i and of course you know i haven't gotten to the point where i'm you know with a, a different gorgeous woman every single day but i just i cannot get to that place in my mind i try to relate to these people just so that i can make my research better about them right see where you're where you're going like how the mental process and like my mom always told me when I was younger that I should be a psychologist because I'm pretty good at seeing somebody kind of getting a read on them. That's why like there's certain people in this whole podcasting world that I don't really like associating with because I can I tell I can tell this stuff. And then once there's some confirmation, I'm like, all right, I'm out, you know, you know um, what it's called intuition, a Pisces thing. Oh, it is a Pisces thing. That's true. Shout out. <laughs> um yeah, you know, it's weird, man. It, it, so, I, you know, I try to think like these people, but I just cannot get in that mindset, even even hypothetically, of thinking that. A fuck, I mean, even girls that are that aren't really like like that don't have a big ass and big boobs. I don't like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You got to have one or the other, obviously. But it's just like I, I just can't get behind it. I cannot see it. I cannot understand it. I think obviously it's morally wrong. But even as like a fetish thing, there's nothing like even hype, like trying to get there. I just it's not something that I could even possibly see, dude. So it is it is strange when when you see that and incest is a whole nother thing. Um, but then you have to also take into consideration these elite motherfuckers like these these parasites aren't probably worshiping God. They're they're probably in fucking satanic covens, cults, whatever. Right. You, you know what I mean? So, so maybe it's not like a pure like yeah. me thing. Like it's not a pure like, oh, man, that's attractive. It's just like that's power or that's yeah. something that's that's wrong. That's evil. So that that makes it hot to me. Right. right. Like that could be what. And, that, and that's not a justification for my end. That's just how those sick fucks think and, and right. operate. You know, I mean, look at the skull and bones. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. We're going to stand around and do weird things over a dude's face or whatever. You know, it, like. Talking about soggy waffle? Yeah. Like who who fucking like who who in the right mind thinks that that's a fucking fun time? I don't know, man. That's the thing. Like the, there's a there you're right. That's a good point to bring up is like the mindset of them is obviously way fucking different. Yeah. So. Like it's one thing for me, you and I, to sit here and hey, let's play soggy waffle or spunk, whatever it was called. And the last guy that, that gets 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 to finish has to eat eat that waffle. Okay, we can joke about it because we know we would never do that. But there's people out there, probably very high up in in uh, society, that have done that to as, as, maybe as a, a, a initiation ritual. Well, let me ask you this for soggy waffle, particularly how much and no pedophile shit, just soggy waffle, a bunch of dudes that are willing. Okay. How much money would it take for you to actually participate in something like that? (laughs) These are the real questions. 
because uh, that's rough, dude. That is a scary, like, because what if you are the last one to finish? I would be cheating. I would be like, kind of like, you know, doing something behind having the scenes. A, having a fluffer. I'd walk in with a full boner and like come in two seconds, dude. Like I'd have some kind of thing going on my phone or something. You know what I mean? Like no, just you can't, I can't have any phone. Me. It's just straight eye contact with the other dudes. I understand. No, you don't have to look at the other dudes. You can look well, at the yeah, office. Well, I want to look at the other guys. Well, I don't know. That's your thing, but <laughs> I mean, that's probably, a, that's a probably high. a couple billion dollars. Oh, you're a fucking so lying, dude. You do that shit for a million dollars. I would. <sighs> no taxes. <sighs> Come on, you do it for a hot Gatorade and a handshake. I know you. Yeah, I've done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd probably. I, all right, I'd probably do it for at least. I don't know, fifty thousand. Right, dude, like life-changing money, like life-changing money, something you could buy a house with. Obviously yeah. not. 50000 is tough because what if you got to eat that thing? You know what I mean? Like, So I'm going I'm going something I could buy a home with, 300000 oh, I, I, I thought your question was you are the one that has to eat it, so how much how much money is it going to take for you to be the last one? Oh, dude, no, that makes me like gag just thinking about eating oh. it. That's where I'm getting up into like the multiple million dollars. Okay. So just to participate and hope that you win, eh, maybe two, three million. Okay. And for for those that don't know what we're talking about, it's guys standing in a circle all jacking off at the same time on a waffle, and the last one to get there has to eat the waffle. So, yeah, disgusting. And, again, sorry for the more respectful viewers, but it is a an old joke from, like, middle school in, like, you know, 2005 um, it goes back. the The name was changed when I was younger. It was called Spunk. Okay, so that was and back. There were like rumors of. Uh, I, I, did you have these rumors of like local Domino's delivery guys like? <laughs> no, doing that. I mean, yeah, we did, but that's that's total bullshit, right? But yeah, it was all bullshit. But you always had that. Oh, so and so got a pizza, and it was they they got it delivered, and and someone spooched on it, and they're like, ah, oh, really? Spooge. That's a great yeah. word. Um, someone put their brogurt on it. Brogurt. Yeah. So I so I'll tell a quick story real quick. There was a... hold on. Uh, speaking of brogurt, Rory, I I know your your gut's been fucked up for a little bit because the antibiotics that you were on. Uh, Eason Broger, it'll help you. Oh it, yeah, that's, it coats your eating, throat going he's, down. He, he's been eating the regular yogurt in hopes to get that that bacteria balance back. Eat some Broger, it'll you'll get there. Yeah, also Just charcoal, that. activated charcoal. Maybe mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That was another thing that. uh I just started taking lately, but one uh, one quick story here uh, relating to the brogurt. There was um there was a day where a bunch of us all took off from school. We were all skating. It was this was like early high school. We all ditched and uh, we were just skating. You'd think that we'd be out there doing drugs and doing fucked up shit, but we were just skateboarding. You know what I mean, like harmless kid shit. And there was this newer guy, and he was kind of annoying. You know, he, I was friends with him. I'll, I'll leave his name out of this just for the sake of it, but. Uh, I don't know how you live this down. So that's why I, I don't want to mention his name. And I was actually kind of friends with him. He lived down the street from me. He was kind of annoying, kind of a loud mouth, especially for a new guy. It's like, you know, kind of get in where you fit in and then, you know, kind of, you know, mold your personality just slightly, just so that you fucking fit in. Like, so that right. people don't do what I'm about to tell you they did to this guy. So, you know, we're, we're all hanging out and there's this box of donuts there, right? Box of donuts comes in. And uh, it was one of the dudes that, that was able to drive, got a bunch of donuts for us, right? Because we're drinking. Some of the dudes were smoking. I didn't smoke back then. And so just having some munchies, right? Some guy brings in donuts. And 
this dude goes into the bathroom. We didn't really see him. Goes into the bathroom with a donut. Okay. And out of nowhere, he runs out and sets the donut on top of the other donuts. Right. It's a jelly filled donut. And this guy, you know, he, he picks up the donut and this is how much of a predictable douchebag this guy was. The guy that came on inside the donut. Okay. Cause you know, that's what happened. Right. The guy that came inside the donut picks up the donut that he came in and was looking at it like he was about to take a bite of it. And this fucking moron grabs the donut out of his hand and just bites into it. Oh, just ate it. What the fuck? <laughs> you had that button ready, huh? I did. I, I knew something was coming. This dude grabs the donut out of the guy's hand, bites down on it. And then the guy just kind of like goes like that, like just looks away really quick because he's dying laughing. And he lets him finish the entire donut. And then he was like, dude, I fucking nutted in that donut. And the guy got so pissed off. Didn't beat the guy's ass, though. Like, just just got mad and left. And, I mean, I don't know if he made himself throw up or anything. I would for sure. But, I mean, you know, we we didn't even see the donut. We didn't see him take the donut in. We didn't see him do anything. We just saw him run back out and, like, grab the donut box and do something. But uh, yeah, he came in a jelly donut and threw it in the box. And then this uh, kind of like wannabe bully kid that, you know, was just dumber than a sack of shit, ate it. I want to puke just hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he was he was funny and he was kind of a, a cool dude and stuff. But, you know, just a bad, bad move on the because, oh. you know, he was trying to be one of the guys like, you know, take yeah. the donut, steal the donut from your buddy and eat the donut he was about to eat. But, you know, apparently he was pissing everyone off. But. <laughs> sad, sad ending to that one. Well, enjoy your cream filled donut, buddy. Yeah, it was jelly and cream filled. So, <laughs> fun stuff. Yeah, dude, gross. But oh, and I thought passing the the chew spit cup around and daring some kid in high school to fucking drink that was bad. Yeah, it was pretty pretty gross. But fun stuff either way. <laughs> um, these are the hard hitting topics that that need to be discussed. Yeah, I mean, of course, dude, of course. We're coming up on our time here, especially with the 10-minute video. Do you want me to play that uh, last video there, and then we can get out of here? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Then we have to do our cunt of the week. Of course, of course. Uh, Once I start playing this, I am going to empty out my little wiener here. I'm going to go pee. Uh, Let's see. I was told it wasn't that little. It's respectable. I mean, I've I've seen it. I mean, it it it's a man hammer. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! All right, let's. See. When you can look at look in the direction of Arizona from Pennsylvania and see Ryan's wiener, <laughs> he's <putting> a man hammer. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. But settle down out there, ladies. All right, so uh, I'll share my screen here, and it's already got the volume up. Here we go. Maritime Law. This was sent from Hank from the 643 podcast. Shout out, Hank. Shout out, Hank. Very, very good dude. And uh, He talked very highly of you giving him help with uh, setting up his podcast and what have you. Yeah, and I need to uh, make good on my promise and send that that microphone for him, too. And I will be doing that shortly. I just want to make sure that he had, like, everything set up because I didn't want to send the microphone. He's got, like, a computer that he can't even use. So. If you're if you're listening, Hank, uh, you'll be getting that shortly, buddy. And also remind me because I forget a lot of shit. Because say it with me, it's a 
Pisces thing. There you go. That was gay as shit, huh? All right, here we go. Here is uh, International Maritime Law Explained. And uh, Hank felt like this was a pretty interesting thing, so I'd like to see what it is. Here we go. There's a Roman maximum in law that says, for he that would be deceived, let him. Simply meaning, if you are so ignorant as to be deceived, then that's your business. That's your problem. So you need to do your homework and find out what the words mean, especially in relation to law and government, because there is a whole a world of occultism that is operating today in which you use certain words, and when those words are used in a court, they don't mean the same thing at all. Understanding law and the words of law, there are two things that this planet has, water and earth, water and land. Consequently, there are two kinds of law, the law of the land and the law of water. You need to understand the difference. The law of the land is the law of the culture that lives on the land. And so consequently, the law of the land is different in every country. You can do things in America you can't do in Russia. However, there is a higher law that dominates the entire world. It's called the law of the water. The law of water is referred to as the law of money. It doesn't matter what color you are, where you're from, or where you live. Money is money. And any time you're doing banking or using money, you are now under the law of water, maritime admiralty. If you go back in history where all of this began, back in the land of Cana, and you probably have heard in the Bible the land of Cana, the Canaanites were Phoenician, Phoenician bloodline. And in the ancient Phoenician language, Cana meant merchant banker. The very word merchant comes from mer, M-E-R, for the sea, for water. As a mermaid, we have merchant, merchant bankers. Let me give an example of the difference between the law of water and the law of the land. The Statue of Liberty must be put in water. It could not be put on American land as such. It had to be put in the harbor because it's not the Statue of Freedom. It's a Statue of Liberty. Liberty is what a sailor gets when he pulls in the port on a ship. He gets liberty. He's not free. So America is not the land of the free and the home of the brave. We're not free or brave, period. And make no mistake, they do not pick words by chance. These words are very serious. Now let me give you an example of how this law of the water works. Why is it that you have to go to court? You go to court because you play basketball and tennis on a court. How do you play tennis on a court? You play with a racket. Why? Because that's what it is. It's a racket. When you go into a court, what's the idea of going to court? It's a game, like basketball. The whole idea in a court, uh, one team gets up and they throw the ball over to that team of lawyers. That team gets up and throws the ball back into their court. And the judge is wearing a black robe, so he is the referee. He doesn't care which side wins or loses because he's going to get paid anyway. So he couldn't care less. The judge is a, is a referee between two teams. The judge rules from the bench. The word bench in Latin is a bank. Therefore, the judge rules for the bank. Where do you find banks? You find banks on both sides of a river. They're called river banks. 
And what does a river bank do? It directs the flow of the current sea. Consequently, your money is current sea because it's the flow, the cash flow. I'll give you an example of how this works. When a ship pulls into a harbor, all ships are referred to as female. Why? There's a very good reason. Maritime Admiralty Banking Law says all ships are female because they're carrying items for money and so consequently they are under Maritime Admiralty Law. Admiralty is where we get the word Admiral, Admiral of the Navy. Let me give you an example of how this works. When a ship pulls into harbor, it parks at the dock. The captain has to provide for the port authorities a certificate of manifest because yesterday the ship was not here but this morning the ship pulled in so it has manifested so consequently all the products have manifested so each one of those items coming off of that ship has come off of water and consequently on a ship all ships have a captain the word captain comes from a latin word capital money so the captain represents the money that's on board the ship and as I said, the captain has to present to the port authorities a certificate of manifest for each and every item. How much does it weigh? What color is it? How many doors does it have? Etc. The ship is sitting in its berth. Wherever a ship sits when it docks is called its berth, berthing a ship. All the items, as I said, coming off that ship represent money. They came in on water. They are maritime admiralty products. Now, when you were born, your mother's water broke. And when your mother's water broke, you came out. And this is why you have to have a birth certificate, because you are a maritime admiralty product under international law. Your mother delivered you. This is why if you go to Sears and buy a refrigerator, they will ship it to you. They will deliver it. And that's why you were in your delivery room. Your mother was delivering a product, maritime admiralty. You came down your mother's birth canal. And once you, uh, and as you're taking one of the, uh, the televisions or the cars off the ship and it falls down and breaks, uh, that's all right. Sometimes they're stillborn, so consequently you've lost money on that one. Therefore, you have to have a death certificate, and it's always signed by the dock. The dock has to sign your birth certificate and your death certificate. All of these words and terms are maritime admiralty banking words. And therefore, if you understand lawyers and judges and courts and government are all under international maritime admiralty law. All religions, all churches in the world operate under maritime law. This is why all churches are divided into denominations like 20s and 50s and 100s. This is why they're called denominations, because all churches are nothing more than the product of maritime admiralty banking. It's an extraordinary story of occult treason, high treason and crimes against the state. Make no mistake about it. The concept of human, spiritual, intellectual, and physical freedom never, ever existed on the earth. 
Think about this. When cowboys in Indian movies, when the cowboys would ride into town, they were wearing guns. How come they could walk into a bar carrying guns? And if two guys got in an argument, they could go out on the street and draw on each other in front of the sheriff's office, and the sheriff would do nothing. The reason why is because before 1868, all Americans were considered sovereigns. In 1868, there was a corporation founded. They referred to it as the United States Corporation. And they stipulated that anybody who would be a member of that corporation or work for that corporation would be called not an employee, but a citizen. So today, if you are asked, are you a citizen of the United States, what you think you're being asked is, are you lawfully in this country to do business? They didn't ask you if you were in America lawfully. They ask you a specific question. Are you of your own volition, out of your own mouth, testifying that you are a citizen of the United States? Because in that way, citizen of the United States means you are an employee of a foreign corporation operating on international maritime law. So today, the president of the United States is the president of a privately owned company. The company is called United States. And the word president is always a word that is used in corporate law. Banks have presidents. All companies have presidents. So there's a corporation called United States, privately owned, and it has a president. Privately owned, out of England. And you need to understand words and terms. Because I believe that there is a divine presence in the universe that men call God. And one day that divine presence is going to move on the earth and we're going to see freedom come back to this world. And when it does, you're going to need to understand words and terms and how they have been used to trick you. These words have been used to enslave you. I like that stuff, dude. I like that kind of uh, like word magic and, and all that kind of shit, right? It's interesting because, you know, the people in the audience are kind of chuckling and stuff. But there is some some serious like merit to that, it seems, when when you say like, good morning, right? Yeah. Um, or bless you. I actually, you know, I got Kim to stop saying bless you because she would always get mad when I wouldn't say bless you. I just ignore her when she sneezes. And, um, I'm, I'm, I told her, I was like, you know, it's saying be less you, like don't be yourself when I say bless you, right? Like be less you. She was like, I didn't think about it like that, you know? And then now I don't have to fucking say bless you anymore, which is nice because she's always fucking sneezing, but. That's uh, funny because uh, you sneezed the other day when uh, we were talking on the phone. I was like, oh, bless you. And you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't want to be that wet blanket guy where it's like, dude, you know what that means, right? Uh, when a when a random person says it, I'll say thanks. I'm not going to lecture everybody out there on like, oh, you shouldn't say that. But I never, I never looked at it that way because I was always under the assumption it, the the term bless you came from uh, they were. People wanted to lay blessings on you because when you sneezed, you were getting a, a, a demon or a, a bad entity out of you. Or from the old days, uh, if someone sneezed, you know, 50-50 shot, they were going to die in the next couple of days. Too. True, true. So, yeah, they're like, bless you. God, I'm so sorry, you know, for your loss. <laughs> Here's but, your posy in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, no, I, I heard that idea of be less you, be like, don't don't be yourself. Fuck you, basically, is kind of what yeah. it is. But, um yeah, man. So don't tell people. Yeah all, that, yeah. all that word magic I like. And some of that ties into this week's episode that I'm going to be releasing, uh, which it's, it's tentatively the last part in the 11, 11 
matrix code, but it, it kind of ties into with the word magic and talking about a man named Jesus. Now we, we all, everybody knows who Jesus is, right? But that wasn't his original name. It was Yahweh or Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeah. Yeshua. And by getting, by modern religion, getting you to worship Jesus and say Jesus or God, you are now worshiping a false idol, mm-hmm. which is blasphemy. And it, it, it's deep. It's, it's great. I highly suggest people at least sign up for the $3 tier for, for those episodes because Garrick blows your fucking mind. And we're, we're actually going to start a, a, a newer episode series on some backward speech coming up and which is completely different than backmasking yeah, cool. and what have you. But yeah, when it, when it comes to that maritime law and, and what have you, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense when you hear it put that way and you see, I I've seen videos where like a dude goes in in front of a judge and, and he, he full wholeheartedly says all that stuff and to the point where the judge gets pissed and goes back to uh, the judge's quarters because the judge knows I, I have no control. Mm. So it kind of backed up what we just watched and what that dude was saying. You know, he's like, I'm no, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's good stuff. So thank you, Hank. Um, yeah, dude. Really, really good clips. Some long ones for you guys. So hopefully, you know, I'm interested to see what people think about long clips versus short clips. I think that you get so much more information in long clips, but they can be kind of like, you know, when you listen to a show between two idiots here talking, you want to hear the idiots talking, I feel like. So I don't know. I'm interested to see. You know, we're always trying new things here on the show. They're going to call us lazy. Oh, you just, you didn't research nothing. You got a couple clamps and they were long. So that's what you did to fill the time because... If you really think that and you're a new listener, go back and listen to the early shit because it was two idiots just fucking bantering back and forth. Well, and that's the thing. If we didn't have longer clips, I would be going through like the other, you know, old faithful here. You know, we got plenty of stuff we can fucking talk about. But I, I thought that that was some good stuff. Kind of a new, uh, you know, we try to keep the show ever evolving. So, you know, yes. if you don't like it, listen to the same damn episode every day. Exactly. And and w- with this ep- this show... We give, I think we give you news that isn't kind of being reported, like, uh, yeah, like some of the bigger ones, like No Agenda or whatever. You know, we we give you stuff that isn't really being reported or or make your your mind think. And come on, sometimes we're we're the first on on the fucking scene with shit. Yeah, usually if there's uh, you know, I think it's cool if there's something huge, right? Something huge. Like I, I'm excited to do this show excuse me during the um political stuff it'd be kind of cool if we could get it uh, a live show so we can kind of fuck around while and do like kind of like a marathon while the whole uh results are being read in and stuff kind of do a little conspiracy show maybe maybe each state that's being read we talk about like the biggest conspiracy in that state um that'd be kind of fun right so um yeah man well what do you say we get to come to the week and then we'll uh we'll see what else is up why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a Well, 
I went first last week and stole your thunder, so I'll let you go first this week. Hunter Biden. Fuck! Ah, I stole it from you. Yeah, I mean, there's really... We didn't talk about too many people today, so yeah, Hunter Uh, Biden was kind of the easy answer. You can share it with me. We don't have... There's no rules on this. Yeah. Um, I, I will say... I heard something about Fetterman's wife saying she hates being in politics because it's so mean, but she, yet she was the one always pushing him to go more and more into politics and running for the position that he's in. We and, didn't talk about them, though. Who, who are you talking about? Uh, Fetterman's wife. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk about Fetterman in this episode. That's true. I'm going to go with the, uh, the Corporation of America. There if you that's go. You, you are a fucking cunt. Solid, solid answer. I like it. Or just judges in general. What a yeah. what a smug person it takes to be a judge. Yeah, fuck you, Judy. Well, yeah. Dude, you know what? Did she use a gavel? Uh, I think so. So the Mandela effect says that she did not. I remember her using a gavel. So do I. Like several times. Let's see um, if I can find anything. Real okay, quick. before we wrap up. Do you remember the Michael Jackson song, Smooth Criminal? Yeah. You've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Now it's, you've been hit by, you've been hit by a smooth criminal. Maybe that's the alien ant farm version then. No. Because have you heard the alien ant farm version? Yeah. I, I, In my I, opinion, it's the better version. And I mean, and and not to you know cut you off here, I'll let you get back to your thought. Judge Judy absolutely uses a gavel. So I got some fake news with this because like you can type in Judge Judy gavel and there's a, a fucking thumbnail of her holding a gavel. So right. I don't know what they were trying to get out there. They were trying to really fuck with my mind. But uh, what were you saying about uh, Michael Jackson? Apparently, if if you pull up the new song or or, or Smooth Criminal, the lyrics are different. Okay. With uh, you've been hit by or you've been struck by. A smooth criminal, and now it's just like it repeats one of the lines back, and it's like, no, I don't remember it just repeating. It was you've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting, interesting. I will say this one time real quick too. Here, the system works, buddy. Yeah, works. You see that? Don't say it out loud, but you can see that you know my idea of the zeros. Yes. Um, it it works every that's 12 right there that's the 12 for 12 that works so yeah man i'm gonna start shout selling out, that. out to, to somebody that validated that yeah. yeah kirby i mean we don't need to say his last name but yeah kirby validated this and he's got a connection to it right so yep. i mean i, I absolutely think that- you can hear that on the behind the paywall of talk at the tavern this friday yeah, dude. So, yeah, people out there uh, that are viewing this might be able to kind of understand what I'm saying. But, yeah, I've got a system where, you know, betting on baseball is like it's flawless betting every single time it works. So get at me if you want to hear that. But don't fucking tell everybody because I'm trying to keep that somewhat down low. But, you know, me, I'm proud. I'm a you know, I'm proud when I start You're uh, a Pisces. making a little cat. Yeah, it's a Pisces thing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I appreciate this. This was a fun one, dude, as always. Absolutely. Uh, always, always love uh, coming home on a uh, on a no secret on a Monday to record this to to put out. Anytime you and I get to sit down behind the microphones, always fun. We we get a you know, it's like I don't know, two kids that 
hang out and play video games all the time and and oh my god we get to do this and we get to play that and da, 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 da. It's, it's, it's fun so meant to be fun man i appreciate it i feel the same way I, only i feel like it's like a couple of kids that eat a bunch of crayons you know what i mean and then we get to maybe maybe uh huffing glue oh, and then we yeah. get to you know do Some this eating, eating paste did you ever do this thing in elementary school where you put the elmer's glue all over your hand until oh, yeah. it dries and then I you know peel it off like skin yeah yeah that, that was a fun one. So I'm really getting into this, the, the nostalgia, man. I got this uh, Micro Machines toy that I ordered. It was my favorite toy as a kid. I just want this stuff around me. Um, ju- you know, it would be funny, dude, if we got nuked and some of these toys were around for the generations that, like, you know, come about after the total fucking annihilation of this world. And there's these little toys of this big Chewbacca face that opens up and there's a little world inside and tiny little characters that you play with. It's just be like, what does this mean? This must've been their God, like Chewbacca. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you wonder, you wonder how accurately we in modern times portray old shit. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe when I was a kid, really? Yeah. The same thing. Like, what you just said, like, okay, if if the world ended and they found the technology or toys or whatever, like say Nintendo, oh wow, what could have this been? You know, back then Time travel box. Yeah. When it first came out. And then you, you sit there and you think, What the fuck are these archaeologists fucking thinking when they discover shit? You right. know what I mean? Because all it is is hypothesis and fucking educated guesses. Yeah. That's so, funny, dude. It is. Well, having said that, and you guys enjoy your time out there. I know it's Tuesday. The week will go by fast. I I, I know it because I'm going to will it into existence, and we will see you next Tuesday. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, 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 cunt. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.